What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. I want to thank all of you for all of the emails. Uh, we get them all of the time. And a lot of times they are what steer this show. Uh, you can hit us an email right now, radparenting at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear us talk more about on the show. Also, any guests that you suggest us having. We have a list of guests that we'll be getting to over the next couple of months, but we always like to hear from you what you want to hear. Also, give a shout out really quick right now, Stand Up for Girls, going on October 1st at the Hollywood Improv in wonderful Los Angeles. I was just there this past Saturday. It's one of my favorite comedy clubs in LA to perform at, and uh, it's the Stand Up for Girls event that Anea is going to tell you all about right now. Uh, yeah, this is our annual fundraiser, third annual. We have an amazing lineup of some of the most talented comedians in the business, including Joe Sib, who's going to be hosting <laughs> the event. It is a fundraiser for both our scholarship fund, which um, provides opportunities for girls domestically to go to our workshops and camps, but it also is going to be a big fundraiser for our Guatemala program, where the good news is American dollars go a long, long way, and we're literally changing lives of girls and women there, and now boys as well, because we have a parallel boys program. And some of the comedians on the show, one of my all-time favorite Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, Natasha Leggero, Nikki Glaser. Yeah, just yeah. those three alone right there are worth you to show up to the show. You can get tickets right now if you go to improv.com and you select Hollywood. They'll have a list of all of the clubs that the improvs have and you select Hollywood and you go to October 1st and you can click right there to get tickets to the show. And you'll also get a chance to meet Anea and myself at that show. We will be having cocktails before the show and if it goes well, probably after, after as well. Yes. There you go. We have a great <laughs> bar that we can have and uh It'd be great to meet some of the people from Rad Parenting. Also, a little bit more business. Uh, I will be in Portland. That's right, like this week. I am in Portland and Seattle. Getting my dates right here. Got to put the readers on. Here we go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be uh, in Seattle this Thursday night. It's at the Jewel Box Theater. That's right, Jewel Box Theater in Seattle. I'd love for you to come to the show. show starts at 8 o'clock. I'll be doing a headlining set, and I know we have Rad Parenting listeners in Seattle. I know you're there because I've stalked you, so you need to come to the show. <laughs> it's um, at the Jewel Box Theater, and that will be uh, on Thursday the 20th, and then, or the 21st, my bad, the 21st. So that's this Thursday, the 21st of September. And then I'm going to leave right after that show, and I'm going to go to Portland to perform at the Hawthorne Lounge in Portland on Friday the 22nd, and that is at 8 p.m. Tickets still available to both shows. Uh, and if you want to um, find out more information about that, you can always check me out on my Facebook page or on my Twitter, Joe Sib. But both those shows, the 21st and 22nd, going on in Seattle and Portland. And I know we got listeners in Portland, so I want you to come to the show because it'll be super, super rad. Anea will not be at any of these shows, but she is here right now. And we've got a killer show of something that literally transpired about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it was, uh, it's always interesting for me to have like this uh, this front row seat to your family interactions. Well, for the listeners... It's a privilege. Yeah, for the... I don't know if it's a privilege. Yeah, it is. Uh, for the listeners listening to the show, and if you've been a part of the show, you know that we moved the studio and we converted my garage into a studio and Anea comes here each week and we tape shows. One of the things that's always super cool is... We'll come in with plans, ideas, and we were discussing the show. And while we were discussing the show, <laughs> my 13-year-old son was leaving for school. And he had a skateboard with him. And on Friday, he had said to me, hey, Dad, uh, some of the kids go off campus, and I'd like to start doing that. 
And I, of course, went for typical dad answer. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, that's never going to happen. But I went for, oh, yeah, we'll totally talk about it this weekend. I went for the blow-off answer, uh -huh. which I do that a lot. Or the delay at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that, not okay. blow-off. It was definitely the delayed answer. And I know my son, and I know the way his mind works, and that was enough to fulfill the appetite of that question being answered. Right. I threw a little It wasn't like, a hard no that he needed to push back against. I didn't throw him a burger and fries. I just threw him like one fry, like, here you go. And he ate it and he was like, cool, I'm content. Let's move on to the next thing. Right. So over the weekend, it, it was brought up again, but this time with his mom. Mm -hmm. And of course, I love my wife to death because she's a way better parent than me. And she sat down and had the full conversation of why we possibly don't, you know, why we don't think this is a good idea. And that wasn't met well with my son. But once again, I jumped into the situation. Hey, what's up? Let's talk more about that on Monday. Because right now we're going to go to the skate park. Really? <laughs> I threw another fry over there. Yep. Just to, because I'll be honest, having teenagers in my life, like you learn how their minds and 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 their changes of attitude can happen it's such a drop of a of a dime yes. man and and i i didn't want to have a blowout on saturday afternoon mm -hmm. i just wanted to have a nice weekend yep so then comes monday and this question of going off campus was not answered and you literally we were sitting in the studio mm -hmm. and i could hear them come out so i wanted to say goodbye mm -hmm. i had the door open to the studio you're sitting right there you were a front row seat Yep. to the exchange. I'm going to turn it over to you now. Okay. So you explain to the listeners what happened. Yeah. So uh, so you went, went, went and checked out, and he was already in it with his mom talking about wanting when to When we opened the campus. door. Yep. It was, it was already was... happening. He was like, he was d diligent in, in making sure that this thing he wanted to do, that he was going to get a an affirmative response from his parents. And I just want to drop in real quick for listeners. This is my son, and he's 13. Right. Go. So um, I, I, I heard you initially be like, yeah, no, no, that's, that's not happening. We, so you went first with the hard no, and then he just pushed back. Like, I think it was like, then I'm not going to school. Yeah. Well, and then I don't want to go to school because I was told that I could do this. Yep. And if you don't let me do this, then I'm not going to go to school. Right. And, and then uh, there was a little bit more sort of like friction back and forth. And then I heard you going to the place of like, well, you know, I want to know more about it, blah, blah, blah. Karen chimed in, like, we need to, we, you show me. Like, when I take you to drop you off, you show me the area you're going to be in. So that, that way we know, blah, blah, blah. And it was interesting for me. And then they left, and it was much more peaceful. He was still a little charged, but that at least took it down a notch. Can I step in right here? Yeah. Because this is something that I want our listeners to know. Five years ago, mm -hmm. that initial pushback from him when I said, hey, you know what? You're not going to go off campus, and we'll talk about it later. And then him saying, well, then I ain't going to school, mm -hmm. or I'm not going to school. Yep. Your response would have been? My response, I would have reached into my parenting toolbox, and everything that I, the way I was raised would have, basically, I would have reached for one of those tools. And one mm -hmm. of the, those tools would have been yelling. Mm -hmm. Those tools would have been not like a physical yeah. altercation, like go over and you know do anything like that. Yeah. But it definitely would have been using my size against him. Yep. Like, hey. Yeah. A lot of fingers in the air. Yeah. No, no, no. You And it, it would have been all about my I'm ego. I'm in charge. It would have been about my ego. Yeah. It would have been straight up. So I'm letting the listeners know right now. And some of you, and I and I know you're doing it. I know you're doing it right now. You're on the Stairmaster. You're on your jog. You're in your car. You're like, what is Joe talking about? Because 
I would have done what he says he doesn't do anymore. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, you're going to school. Mm -hmm. You're doing it my way, my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to tell you all right now that I've learned as a parent that you may temporarily get the result you want, Mm -hmm. but the long-term effect that you've just created does not work. So when I shifted gears and said, hey, why don't we see where you're talking about hanging out at this sandwich shop with all the other kids, show your mom where it's at. And I switched gears like that. That was literally a conscious decision of speaking to him that way because I knew if I went the hard line with him, where he's at as a 13-year-old boy and his fr- the front of his brain, yes. literally. I mean, teenagers should cruise around with a T-shirt that says, check it my out. Frontal my frontal lobe is not fully developed. Frontal lobe not fully <laughs> developed yet. That way, and it's it, it, it yeah, should, it's an appropriate warning. Yeah, so that was why <laughs> I went from hard line to yep. that. That was a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I took away from that was, and this was sort of on the fly. I thought, how interesting would it be? And of course, it's easier for me as an outsider with all the emotional charge to be able to have a clear thought about this. And so I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to have a protocol? for dealing on the fly with those charged moments, right? And so there's a couple things here, you know, there's the frontal lobe piece, but also I think what we have to, there's a few things we always have to remember. Number one, I'm gonna go back to my parenting philosophy and I think that the parenting philosophy of a lot of, of, of parents in today's generation is, having an awareness of the kind of human beings, the kind of individuals that we are trying to uh, help with the uh, evolution of or the development of or whatever. And that would be, you know, having a person that by the time they leave our house can handle themselves, can ask the right questions, can navigate the world safely, can challenge themselves, can be take responsibility, all of those bits that are really, really important, many of which are just wiped out in that hard no moment, right? So like you said, so many of us have that experience of our past where parents would be like, uh, no, and we'd say, why? And they'd be like, because I said so, like period, the end. And although that might have been efficient, to your point, efficient in the moment with our generation, it also, and we're seeing some of the implications of this, if we want to, cr- to be a, a you know, group of people who are thinking critically, who can assess a situation and make a best choice in the interest of our own well-being, but also the well-being of others, we need to teach those skills as we go. And I think that that's where I witnessed you landing, is t- go- going for that old tool initially mm-hmm. and then going, oh, wait a minute, this is not working. Like, And especially with a teenager, in addition to the frontal lobe, we have to remember that they are going through a process of individuation, which happens in different phases throughout their lives, but it's really intensive during adolescence. So to just to remind everybody what that means, it's essentially the psychological process of of really becoming in tune with the I and asserting the I. Like, what about what I want? What about me moving myself through the world and I need to make those decisions and who am I separate of my family, blah, 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 blah. So when you're coming up against a really powerful um, push, you know, of all of those parts of a person awakening, of course he's going to have that oh yeah, then I'm not going to go to school, right? Not all kids are going to do that. But even if they don't do it, eventually there's going to be that sense of like, of, of wanting or needing to do that sooner or later. And it's better that they learn it with us as their parents who love them unconditionally. And I can tell you, my son is such a 
you know, I'm not saying this because he's my son, but he's he's such you know he's he's a way better person than I am. That's that's the best thing I can say. Like he's an empathetic, he huge heart. And this is what's crazy. These sudden, I guess you'd call them outbursts. These yeah. moments in time where you know you think, how did it get to? I'm not going to school that yeah. quick. Like it went from zero to fifty. Like that is insane. I am learning, and I cannot share this enough with everyone listening to the to not take it personal. Great. That's the other tool that I have in my toolbox because it is a real trigger for me when someone is disrespectful to me when I'm looking at them and everything they're wearing, everything they're carrying on their body, I've paid for. Yes. And it's just this trigger in my body. I can feel it from like my gut all the way up to my chest. And when I feel that come over, I, I have to say to myself, all right, the tone he has right now, I don't like. And I always address that. Hey, let's change the tone right yeah. now. Let's change the attitude. What I've also realized though, is it sinks in more with him people when I say it in the tone I'm talking right now. Yes. Hey, yes. Can you not talk? I'm, I want to listen to what you're saying, but what the way you're talking, I don't like it. And if we keep talking that way, a lot of things are going to disappear that are happening for you right now. Right. Okay. I'm just saying. So that is another thing I want to share. Great. The first instinct of my way or the highway, got to push that over a little bit to the side, more of a conversation. Second of all, not taking it personal, what this 13-year-old is saying. Right. Because it's not. It's not. And- so now you've gotten to the point where they left out the front yes. door. Now this is this is something that we're going to throw in that this literally happened, and and I'm going to let it. And they, I called Karen, mm -hmm. my wife, because I wanted to see how it turned out. And basically everything that you're talking about doing, mm -hmm. she had done. Yes, yeah. So she so had. Totally, you want to lay it out? Yeah, I mean she she basically uh, you know took a breath and ended up asking him to talk to her. Like, talk to me. Tell me. Like, what's going Her on? Her quote was, dude, dude, can you just tell me what you want to do? That's right. That's right. And that is, the that in that moment, what she did is said, I see you. I hear you. What you think, feel, and want matter. And that is what most, just human beings, it's not just teenagers. It's exaggerated because of the desire of an, of a, an adolescent to push that, like that sense of self, that sense of like, I need to know that I have some control in steering my ship. Um, but like any human being, they want to be heard. They want to know that these big feelings or these big desires that they have to do something matter. And I liken it to when, when we just have hard nose, to me, it's no different. I think for most, even children, never mind getting to adolescence, somebody putting a pillow over your face. And your natural inclination is to just be like, do whatever you can, kick, scream, push, hit, to get that pillow off your face because that rule feels limiting. And so Karen did exactly the right thing in sort of taking a step back and creating space for Nate to have a voice, to be able to express his feelings, give that, that big energy inside of him some place to go. And she was able to then respond to him and say, okay, well, when we get to the school then, we're going to ask, we're going to figure out what, what the deal is, what are these other kids doing? Obviously, the administrators of the school have a vested interest in keeping kids safe, so they're probably not letting them go somewhere that they're going to be in harm's way. And by the time she left there, 
they had an agreement and he was voluntarily saying, and I'll look at, I'll let you know where I am. I'll keep in touch with you by phone. I'll have my phone on me. You can track my location, like all of the right things because he was then able to hear her concern. Like your dad and I just want you to be safe. Like this is not us wanting to like, you know, harsh your, your, your buzz, your, you know, that you wanting to have fun doing something. It's that we're responsible for making sure that you don't get hurt. I love it. Love the analogy too of the pillow over the face because that is the pushback that you get when you just say my way or the highway, yeah. my rules, my house. Hey, you're listening to Rad Parenting, Anea Bogue, Joe Sib, both here right now. We're going to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Rad Parenting. A little word from our sponsor. I'm going to ask you guys a question right now. Do you mind having the commercials in our show? Hmm. Yeah, we've been wondering that. I was told never to ask <laughs> when we started doing that yeah. because it gives people a voice. But you know what? I want to know. Yeah, and we, want, and we want our listeners to have a voice. We say that I, all day long. Yeah, and I, and I definitely hope that, uh, that you understand why we have those sponsors in there because it's a little extra cash for an a and i to advertise the show and keep doing this keep doing this uh and uh you know all the coffee we drink alone we need some cash <laughs> to do that but i just would love to hear what you guys think about those commercials or anything else about the show hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com you can also text the word parenting to 31 31 31. All right, back to what we're talking about today, a situation with my son. He wanted to go off campus and skate to the sandwich shop, go over to the parking lot where they have the food. And basically, we started talking about it on Friday. And then I totally basically blew him off until Monday morning at 8 a.m. when he's walking out the door with my wife. And nay, I got to hear the back and forth with my wife and I and him. And it was she was front row to a whole a whole basic, a basic situation. And now we're talking about kind of the protocol that you actually came up with to what I'd like to refer to as your, I, you guys all know that, you know, I've been in bands my whole entire life. So I, I, I use a lot of music analogies and, and when a band hits the stage, there's what, what you have in front of us is a set list. You know, we're going to open with this song, then we're going to go into this. And when you're in a band with four people, it is like a family because everyone has their voice and everyone you know, puts their input into the set list. So when you're a family, your daily set list is we get up in the morning, we have our breakfast, we do drop off, then we do pick up, then we rock some soccer, then we're going to do some karate. And then the way that we close our show down is you know, showers, reading, boom. That's, like your, that's, your, <laughs> that's your set it. list for your day. Yeah. And what we're talking about right now, and Anaya came up with a great idea literally in this room, was what do you do when someone in the band suggests, hey, I want to change the set list up. And when you're running the band, you know, and you're the you know, singer or the guitar player, kind of like Mick and Keith, and then all of a sudden the drummer and bass player who represent the children in this case are like, they speak up, you tend to go, no. Yeah. No, sorry. You're just the drummer. I'm the singer, and this, and that's that pushback that you want to avoid. Right. So you came up with a really cool, uh, would it be protocol? I, yeah, I'm. I'm going to call it a protocol. Okay. I'm absolutely. So this is the this first time. My family as well. This is the first time on Rad yeah. Parenting that a concept that you've come up with. We're just going to throw it out we're there right throw it now, out right here and now. And I, and honestly, I'm going to just also say because this is like a little lab, is 
anybody who, who implements this protocol, and I'm going to do it in my home as well, I, we would love to hear how it works. How could we make it better? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So here was my thought, especially after seeing the whole thing play out, hearing how Karen landed with Nate, blah, 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 is what if we prepare, these things are inevitably going to happen. We have a set list that we especially get tied to. So I don't even think part of it is absolutely that ego thing of like, well, but I'm the singer of the band. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what the set list is, right? So you, Joe, are the singer of the band. As she's talking, I'm pointing to my face because I've like, always been the singer. I, I, my ego. It, this room isn't even big enough for it sometimes. Right. So, <laughs> so, and and so that's part of it is, and it's also because we as parents usually are running such a tight ship because we have to between, you know, having to have two income families families, you know, kids who've got to go to different schools, they have their extracurriculars. So the minute that somebody is going to like throw a, a wrench in, in the plan, in the set list, we have this like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it's, we're already stretched so thin. So anything is going to throw us off. So I thought, let's try this. What if we were to basically say to our children, okay, there's going to be a protocol for going off book, for going off the set list. And here's what it is. You are going to put together. So this is how it would have gone down. When Nate said, I want to do this, maybe on Friday, yep. On Friday that the protocol would be this. Okay, Nate, I hear you. I, and I get why you might want to do that. So here's what you need to do. A, you need to either in writing or get it together and you can do it verbally. You're going to come to me and explain to me with as much detail as is necessary what the request is. Explain to both of us. Exactly. Mom and dad. Mo oh, for, for sure. Next both thing you're going to do, because, and you're going to have to think about this in advance, is you're going to present to us what are the benefits. So why do you want to do this thing and how are you going to benefit from doing it? And then the third thing is going to be what potential pitfalls might there be? So where might there be room for you getting hurt? How might it detrimentally affect other commitments that you have or make it difficult to fulfill those commitments? And then what is your plan for mitigating those, right? So that may sound like a super complex thing, to, but you, this can be made age appropriate because as with most things with parenting, the earlier we start these things, the more ingrained they get and the better our kids get at them as they go. But if you were to do that, like if that had been implemented, so he on, on the flyer on Friday said that to you, well, first of all, on the weekend, you hopefully would have had a pretty productive conversation and it would have had Nate go through a process, and for, this was, applies to all of our children, go through a process that is going to serve them for the rest of their lives. Because if you are at a job, for example, and you're like, okay, I, I totally know that this is the way it's normally done, but here was I, here's what I was thinking. First of all, that's how some of the most innovative changes happen in the world is when you're like, okay, I know that y'all have been doing it like this for years and everybody's sort of on autopilot, but I can clearly see a way that we can do this more efficiently, more enjoyably, and have a better output product, just for example. And so teaching our children to follow this protocol, first of all, is going to spare us these ruptures on the fly when everybody has so much to do and we want to stick to the set list so we get everything in. But it also is giving them like, they're not going to have this expenditure of, of precious emotional and, and thought energy in, in the moment. We are not going to have these big reactions as parents. And it's going to give them a tool that they can implement like almost every day of their life in terms of decision-making, even if he went through that process internally about making the decision for himself, which eventually as an adult is what he'll be doing, he will have that down pat by the time he's in adulthood. What I love about this idea so much is that it already was tested in the fact that when Karen called us back and we put her on speaker and you were yeah. talking to her and we asked, how did it all play out? Basically, 
Karen did what you said, and they yeah. did it in the car. Yeah. Where he listed out these are the what I, what I want to do. These are the reasons why I want to do it. Yeah. This is um, what won't happen. I right. won't go talk to the people that live underneath the bridge. Yep. You know, yep. and and I won't go here, and I'm not going to go there, and I will only be in this area. And then the two of them together, they had that conversation yep. that I had avoided. Yep. From Friday to Saturday, whereas if I would have known about this idea, this protocol of, hey, you know what, Nate, uh, when he would have said to me on Friday, hey, Dad, I'd like to start going off campus, I would have said, hey, you know what, sounds like a cool idea. Um, put together uh, your ideas on some paper here, and we'll talk about it over right. the weekend, and pitch me on why we're going to do that. Tell that's me right. why that's a good idea. Yep. Not why it's a good idea. Yeah. What could, so what do you want? Why it's a good idea? What are the benefits? How could it go wrong? And what is your plan for either mitigating those things could go wrong or have have a, a way to deal with them if they do? I love it. And all of those things are going to... If you can do this for me, you'll have proven that you're set to have this kind of responsibility. And what I love too is that if you put something like this into your family's uh, relationship with one another, you can start it early. I really believe that if I would have been having this, if I would have known about this idea that you just came up with, uh, say, you know, four years ago when Nate was nine, mm -hmm. he would have already known, Hey dad, I want to go off campus. And he would have presented uh, right. the piece of paper right there of yeah. like, this is what I want to do. I spoke to the school about it. This is what they said. This is where I'm going. I'll show you. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. And then we wouldn't have had that moment that we had at 7.58 this morning. Which, P.S., I think I want to just shout out that I'm pretty sure Chessa, your daughter, already does this pretty regularly. Uh, just intuitively. Like, when yeah. you told me about things, like whether it's like the party requests, like she's already ahead of you. Like, I've looked into the laws. I know what time the music oh, has to Coachella. be off. That was Coachella. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. like she's already yeah. kind of wor working in that way. Yeah, so, you're right. No, I think that this is a great, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, look, I hope it's a great idea and I really do. I'd like to sort of use this as our little lab, um, uh, our little lab session and, and get feedback from our listeners who put in, implement some form of it. Absolutely. Cause the, as we all know, as parents and we did discuss the word ego and you've heard me say it on the show before, ego is not your amigo. It is, it is yes. such, uh, you know, in all of our lives personal lives and being a parent, it, that's the thing I think that, at least personally for me, that sometimes can steer the ship in such the wrong direction so quickly. But I get it. Uh, Anaya mentioned it. Both parents working. We, we If you're even listening to this show, Rad Parenting, that's enough to get you agitated when your kid's like, you don't even know. And you're like, dude, I listen <laughs> to these two people every week because of you. Yeah. You know, I have, a, I didn't even know what a podcast was until, you know, you showed up, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's where that amigo or I mean, that's where that ego can kind of, kind of come out. Uh, and, and today what was so great and you never can plan for it is we had this moment, you know, Nate, Karen, and myself, you were right there to, to front row it. And it was a teachable moment that came out of it. But I really do believe that what you're talking about with this protocol, with going off of the set list, going off a script, because mm -hmm. we're so tied to it, because we have to, to get everyone where they need to be and to make everything happen. I think it'd be a really good ex uh, exercise. And I, I, I hope that uh, everyone gets the same results we did. Let us know. Awesome. All you got to do is hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com. One more time, shout out uh, to the big show that we've got going on October 1st. 
that's right around the corner at the Hollywood Improv. You've got uh, Natasha Legero. You've got Pete Holmes. Yes, Nikki and who else? Glazer, Nikki Glazer, Joe, Joe Sib, and another special guest, which is too yet to be announced. There you go, and you can get tickets. You go to Hollywood. Uh, you go to theimprov.com, and then you search underneath the clubs Hollywood tickets there, October first. Get them now before it sells out. Also, for my friends and my peeps in Seattle and in in Portland, come see me on uh, the twenty first. Thursday and the 22nd in Portland. So the 21st is in Seattle and the 22nd is in Portland. Uh, and that's it for today. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. We'll see you guys all next week. Late. Late.